Last season, the Clito Collective pulled off the heist of the century, and now they're back to finish the job in Hot White Heist 2, the only good sequel anyone has ever made, ever. But with the true crime podcaster and a notoriously bloodthirsty right-wing gay billionaire on their trail, it's about to be one hot mess. Starring yours truly and an all-star queer cast, Hot White Heist 2 has twice the action, two times the drama, and double the double entendres. You can listen to both seasons of Hot White Heist on Audible, and because I'm kind of a big deal over there, Las Culturistas listeners can get a three-month trial of Audible Plus for free by going to audible.com slash dingdong. That's audible.com slash dingdong to listen to Hot White Heist 2 with a three-month free trial of Audible Plus. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. My eye. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Uh, what's the temperature? Well, the temperature is in Celsius over here in the UK, and so I, uh, I haven't figured out the conversion. I, I'm a terrible chic, science though. student. Chic, very chic. Someone yeah. goes, it's oh, it feels like 25. And I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's so. I was just going to say it feels like 25 out here. Now, the weather thing, that's one thing. The sort of pounds to dollars, where are we at? I can figure out pounds to dollars. Well, this is the thing about the UK is the UK is like totally billless. It's all electronic. Oh, people don't really throw cash around anymore, which is good and bad, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just slut in one thing. Did you figure out your meat pie situation over there? I've gotten so many requests and I will be trying all of them. I will be trying all 500. So Bowen's big thing was being in the UK, he can't find his meat pies. And what I'm hearing is that the readers have sort of come to your aid. Sort of when they sent me all those recommendations from when I was looking for pumpkin beers in LA. Well, they didn't send you recommendations. They literally sent you pumpkin beers. No one's sending me meat pies in the mail, which I am kind of disappointed in. Well, they wouldn't travel well, Bo, I don't think. I... That's neither here nor there. I think it might be. I think a meat and a carb is a standard thing in every cuisine. (laughs) If they can make it work for tacos, they can make it work for meat pies. I'm just saying. Okay. Speaking of 25, segueing into Adele, who was nominated for her album 30. Mm -hmm. So interesting that it feels like a loss for our queen, Beyonce, even though she did break a record. It's so strange. It's like she's the most winning artist in Grammy history, but they will never give her... The big cake. But they fuck up the cake 
almost every year. And that's the asterisk. They fuck up the cake every single year. And this is my thing with the Grammys. It's like, when are we going to pretending this is good cake? Like, when are we just going to go to another cake store? Bakery. Another bakery, which is another word for cake store. And that's actually roller culture number 39. Bakery, bakery is another, another word for cake, cake store. store. Just like I like to call a pizzeria a pizza store. Pizza store. And you're always sort of correcting me on that. Always. Always. It's very our dynamic, you know, like. Ah. It's our Nichols and May routine. <laughs> it's our Nichols and May routine. Can I just be very transparent with the readers? This is kind of killing me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And this is important. And I think it's really good that our guest is here this week because I think she can really. So mother for this. Talk us through this. But yes, Matt, go ahead. I have been on this podcast discussing. This is hard. This is, I have been sort of talking about this new man in my life, my new boyfriend, Lenny. And so I feel like I wouldn't have come onto this podcast and talked about a person in my life so much if it wasn't a real thing and I didn't feel really confident. Of course. And that has made it very difficult because like within the span of a week since I last recorded on this podcast, that's no longer a thing. So I'm kind of going through it. Yeah. And I know he has friends that listen to this podcast, so I'm going to afford some privacy and everything but just suffice to say it has not been a good week and the mm. cycle of grief that is going on i think today i'm in an angry <laughs> zone yeah um but it's been a lot and bowen's of course been a good friend and everyone's been a good friend but yeah i don't know i just felt like i owed the reader some transparency about that it's not been good I'm so happy you're sharing this. I respect mm. and admire the fact that you're sharing this because on the surface, it might seem somewhat embarrassing. Yeah. And it really isn't because you have people you, go through it. People go through it. You really did nothing wrong no. in the course of the relationship. And we will spare this person any deep discussion and dissection, but it was, it was a full love bomb and well, and it's pretty shitty behavior. Maybe that's the thing about relationships right when they end is like, you want the closure and you want to like understand why, and you want to really absolve yourself or like, if you did do something wrong, understand it with this, I have so many questions and I guess that's, what's difficult. Yeah. But you had a better week, I'd say, because you sort of got to like hug Pedro Pascal. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have to talk about it. You fell in love? No, no, no. I mean, there's no pathway for me, but... um, You don't know. Uh, suffice it to say, I was deeply, deeply charmed, as was everyone. And that's the thing. These Sometimes these hosts come through and everyone is like, I think... He wants to fuck me. I think Pedro's into me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened when Harry Styles came. Like, this happens, like, every time there's, like, a heartthrob. Oh, yeah. For Harry, I was like, no. He's not putting the moves on me. I'm not convinced. Like, I recognize what he's doing and I'm mm-hmm. putting shields up, you know, because people like him, it doesn't happen to people like him. JK, sorry, I'm just quoting oh his Grammy God, speech. That was so funny. For him to say that him winning a Grammy, things like this don't happen to people like me was just, it was so it's funny. It's a lot. It's a lot. You had to laugh. You had to laugh. <laughs> anyway, but with Pedro, it was just like, Oh, damn. Mm. Damn, damn. He's damn. a fucking man and a half. What did you say? He looks like Clark Gable. He's Burt Reynolds, Clark Gable, Cary Grant, all in one. And Ooh. you are powerless against it. You are just I mean, powerless against it. And he's so sweet. And he, his laugh. I mean, if you watched Lisa from Temecula or Ego Wodum legendarily oh, cuts so a funny. steak. 
he laughs and he breaks and there's a moment where he laughs in this like biblical register he's laughing like god laughs at his own creation Uh, you really are wrapped up i'm writing poetry about this man in my head Mm. it's crazy so you're in a place of you're writing like happy poetry about your being in newly in love with pedro pascal and i'm sort of writing like angry Alanis Morissette adjacent like how fucking dare you why why did this happen to me like I'll get you one day missives (laughs) it's like on the back of checks I'll write something really pissed off is that true I can just put it there and then I had a friend over yesterday and they sat next to the thing and I saw there was like a check the back of a check and I had written something really dark on it and I was like oh my god if they turn their head a little bit to the left they're just gonna see sprawled out on the back of a check like this angry thought like I have to clean up oh my god Matt no this is you know what you this will be easily romanticized in like a month oh no it's 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 gonna become something right now it's just only pain of course but the fact here's the here's the fact of the matter my sweetheart the fact of the matter is the fact of the matter is this there's great medicine in the zoom chat right now it's true because first of all let's just travel back in time to when our guest was on the first episode of lost culture since they did when we traveled up to nyack new york Mm -hmm. and we were freaking out because we had never got a guest like this on the show, let alone someone that was like such a formative part of both of our lives. Yeah. And then we recorded the episode. I think we were both blacked out because we were so like nervous and excited. You were pacing in the hotel lobby. Like I've never seen you pace before. Well, the guest knows. The guest knows. The guest knows how much she means to me. And so like I was pacing in the lobby, rearranging the furniture because I was so amped. Then we record the episode, A Lovely Time. Then comes the opportunity for us all to work together on Fire Island. What a time. A highlight. Beyond the fact that we were working on this project, that we were lucky enough to be making a movie, Mm. the fact that she was sort of nurturing all of us in her way was really special. I'll always cherish it. Always, always, always. And I know Lucia is not far away. She's Oh my God. (laughs) With no further ado, I mean, one of the greatest of all time, just our friend. Everyone, please welcome to your ears, Margaret Chichel. Oh, I love you. I love love you you both so much. I miss you and I love you. And I'm sorry, but the thing is, is that with breakups, (sighs) it's really hard because I always wonder like, Am I mourning the relationship or what I thought the relationship was? It's the latter for me, mm-hmm. for sure, because yeah. it happened so fast and it was so intense and I've mm-hmm. never experienced anything like this. And I was fearful the whole time that it would go as quickly as it came. Like mm-hmm. it was something that I was like, it was in the back of my mind because that's logical, but I was reassured that wouldn't be the case. And then now all of a sudden mm-hmm. it is. So it's just like that thing of, oh, I just kind of got got in a way by myself. Mm-hmm. But not even, not even because this person, Margaret, was without revealing too much, was sort of assuring safety and protection and like yeah. security. And that's what's the painful thing. That's the worst. I think also if you're an entertainer, so much of ourself is kind of spent in our work. Mm-hmm. And then the romantic life kind of suffers only because we're traveling all the time. We're working all the time at yeah. night in particular. Mm-hmm. Um so we have less time to kind of commit to relationships in general. So when you find something that you believe is ideal, it's hard not to fall into the pattern mentally of thinking this is going to be great. And then yeah. I project so much onto people of what I think I, I want. And then when it's over, it's like, 
did I really, was it the relationship or is it my projection of the relationship that I'm mourning? Mm. Yeah. That's what's really difficult is just remembering yourself even a short time ago with mm-hmm. a completely different reality than, mm-hmm. than you have now. And now I guess what I'm sort of working through is it's like, what were the signs if there were any? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's just it, And it's odd because I met this person in November and now it's February and I feel like it was like this big seismic thing that just came in. It's like when someone comes into your life, becomes your favorite thing about life yeah. <laughs> and then just bails. And so then you're like, okay, wait, let me actually do the process of like grieving it, but also now the process of examining it. And mm-hmm. especially as someone who creates and like is someone that works things out through comedy. You recognize patterns. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just like you want to make sense of it immediately, but it is a process. And that's also frustrating because I want to react to it. You know what I mean? I want it to make sense, but so little of it makes sense because of exactly what you said. It's like, I don't know what was real at this point. Right. It's so hard. And it's so hard when it's like you're life is so interrupted by something so huge mm. and then suddenly gone, you yeah. know, like I still have pickles from November. So, I mean, it's still, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't eat those pickles, Margaret. They're still fermenting, but I mean, it's like, you know, those things <laughs> like, it's, it's a very short time to feel so many big things. And then I always look to when it's that big, it must be something I did mm-hmm. that I created because it can't other people can't possibly affect me that much in my experience that's what i realized like oh i can't actually have been moved by another person it's mostly my own projections ramming into somebody else's instigation so yeah for me it's always like i think i kind of created them in my mind more mm-hmm. than it was actually but it's so hard dick is very Oh, the dick was really good too. Yeah, dick is hard to get over. Sometimes we get we just love that dick, and it's just really yeah. hard to mm. uh, kind of separate our physical sensations around that with what's real. Mm. Oh my god, it is dick, isn't it? Well, it's dick is like kind of a metaphor for just the idea of romance and wholeness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That really rings true because I think one thing that I really realized about myself throughout this whole process, oh my God, now, is that I really do want that in my life. And I think Mm -hmm. I had gone for such a long time and like, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, I was that kind of person that was like, I don't need that. That doesn't complete me. I'm not looking for that. I want to be able to have fun. I want to be able to experience time with my friends, like experience whatever's going on in my career. And then all of a sudden, like this thing happens where you're like, oh, wait, like this actually is a part of my life that in the back of my mind, I was looking to fill that role. Mm -hmm. And then someone comes in and fills that and it leaves. And I think kind of what I'm grieving right now is that role being filled. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? The future planning I was doing because Mm -hmm. I was made to feel safe to do that. Now that it's gone, I think one lesson I'll take from it is at least now you know that is something that you want. Because you can protect yourself better next time. And also you can make space for that next time. Of course, it's going to be hard to just open myself up again. I don't think I want to look at another gay man for a very long time besides Bowen. I was going to say you're doing that right now. You know what I mean? My sister and a half. (laughs) I have to look at him Mm -hmm. at least once a week on Zoom. 
but <laughs> but like i really have been very afraid i don't want to socialize with any gays like i don't want any part of it like i'm Ugh. not that kind of person that can get back up and like start fucking are you guys like that no i can be yeah just because i think oh you know the idea of getting over someone is but getting under somebody else mm. but that's also not necessarily productive either mm-hmm. um that just lends itself to genital warts but that's okay <laughs> right. i mean which doesn't matter either that's uh, neither here nor there that's fine yeah. <laughs> or treatable i think genital warts are the thing that is lended yeah personally yeah you don't lend yourself to it it lends itself to you it lends itself like it, it's a giver she's a giver she gives yeah <laughs> she shares but i think um yeah like uh sex doesn't really do mm-hmm. it. like i kept thinking sex was going to help me get over heartbreak but it actually just sort of doesn't it just kind of makes it more complicated yeah mm-hmm. it's also mm-hmm. overrated you know something my friend said to me was like oh it's not as easy to go out there and just like get laid like it more goes on in my head like my friend was like sort of telling me like you can go out there and just like get laid and like that's the way you get over things i'm like it really hasn't worked no. though because when you have a large amount of sexual experiences, like that means you're also having a larger amount of like weirder sexual experiences or like sexual experiences that get you self-conscious because like, you know, sex is weird or just aren't fulfilling period. Or yeah. Or it's just not fulfilling. So having it does not mean you're winning. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're advancing. It just means like, Oh yeah, you're putting yourself out there and letting people have your time and energy in this way. And sometimes it pays off, but other times it's kind of just like either boring or weird or warts. <laughs> boring, weird or warts. But with with this, what I'm angry about now is that you say you didn't think you needed this, you weren't looking for this, and then now that it's taken away from you, it's so damaging and devastating. But it's like this person like created that necessity for you it's this manufactured thing that he's also taken away it's like you not knowing that like fucking uh, i'm gonna like i'm gonna just quickly it's so innocent i promise i'm gonna quickly just because this is what's coming to mind i'm quickly quoting a louis ck joke i'm so sorry but it's that thing where it's that thing where like this guy like complains about you know in-flight wi-fi being unavailable and this guy being like, oh, God damn it. It's like you, this thing you didn't know existed 10 minutes ago. You're, you're, oh, you're right, yeah. sad and angry about not being available. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that. It's obviously not that. But it is that thing where it's like this person made you think that you needed it when you didn't. And now you feel like you're going to think that you do need it. And I hope. Oh, yeah. I know it's not true. I was perfectly true. fine before the, all this. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, was yeah. living my life, was happy. <laughs> and then now it's just like, oh, okay, that was nice. But now the fuck what? Yeah. Yeah. But that's why I need a Lucia. <laughs> you need a little a little baby. She's sleeping. She heard her name. She's like She did. She, she heard oh her my name. god. Do you think she, she misses Fire Island? Yes, <laughs> she does. She was such a star on that on that whole Remember as Adam? She fell in love with Adam. Oh, yes. Yeah. Adam was a wonderful PA. She was so in love with him and she just really enjoyed her time with him. Oh my gosh, Lucia, it's so good to see you again. You readers, like you can't she, see readers. this, but Lucia is absolutely filling the frame. She really holds the frame. She, she does. does. She's a gorgeous, she's a star. She's a gorgeous chihuahua. Star quality. She was the mascot of the movie. <laughs> oh my God, we all were so happy. She misses you guys. Did you watch the White Lotus season two where there was a character of Lucia who was very sexually powerful? <laughs> yeah. 
this is so it's a, I wish she could get a skims um deal too. She should she should really get a skims deal. Yeah, I'll call I'll call Kim. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, yeah. She was on the board for a second. Um it would be everyone's dream come true if if that happened. Her is I want to start doing a series of hag exploitation movies with her, <laughs> kind of like um, you know Baby Jane style, yes. but like hag ha- exploitation. Like um, I think hag exploitation is going to make a comeback. I want to do about like kind of etiquette columnists from competing newspapers <laughs> battling yes. it out, and one murders the other. It's called bad manners. So me and Jennifer. Margaret, <laughs> I mean. That's powerful. It's, it's. Let me tell you something. It's getting bought in this. <laughs> Let's pitch it. And where where Bone and I make make decisions. We're we're buying on pitch. Yes. <laughs> that is genuinely. I mean, you already know this. I don't mean to sound patronizing. That is a brilliant idea. I think it's really good. I love hag exploitation from the seven sixties and seventies, and I feel like it needs to make a strong comeback, especially like with the success of all of her stuff, and then also these older women kind of getting these accolades, like Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, this is like a time for us. Everything everywhere is hag exploitation. <laughs> Everything everywhere is hag exploitation. Hags are here. Hags are here. Hags are here to stay. So, like, what is like the ultimate hag exploitation movie? Is it like Mommy Dearest? Yeah. For sure. I think the ultimate is whatever happened to Baby Jane, but there's oh, yeah. also, yeah. you know, it's like straight jacket. <laughs> I think even Johnny Guitar, would any of like the latter Joan Crawford yes. movies? Mm. All About Eve is probably, yeah, that's probably high exploitation. Really? Okay, so it can be prestige. It can be like literally like one of the best films ever made. Yeah, or like yeah. Arsenic on Old Lace or... Oh, um, Arsenic. <laughs> Cary Grant's the fag in that. <laughs> hot i mean it's a rich very diverse cinematic landscape that we but we haven't had the hack exploitation for quite a long time so we need to start it up again yeah the closest we get now is like 80 for brady <laughs> which is great too have you seen it no but i think it's like the I, that's a movie that I would go see. I don't know if I would see it in the theater. I haven't made up my mind. I want to see Megan in the theater. Oh, oh Megan's you have a to. blast. You'll have a lot of fun. You got to go see that in the theater. I, I'm thinking of going to see 80 for Brady in theaters. Like, I think that looks Me too. Sudi saw it the other day and said it was fun. Matt, did you and I go see Book Club together? No, we didn't go see Book Club together, but it's getting a sequel and we can definitely I know. do that. We'll do that. I saw it with Sudi then, I think. And we loved it. Yeah. Book Club is, I mean... Yeah. Like when I saw the trailer for 80 for Brady, I was with my parents because I think we were going to see uh, The Glass Onion. And every, all four of us, my parents, me and my aunt, all turned to each other and were just like, said different variations of the word delightful. We were like, come <laughs> on. Like, who doesn't want to see those four absolutely going for it? So yeah. great. You know what else I wanted to talk about? They look like they're having fun on doing press. Like Rita Moreno is definitely like the ham. She's definitely the one that gets up and runs the show. And Sally Field's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, this one. <laughs> like, but you get a sense the vibes are generally good. Have you guys seen any clips from the press tour with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher right now. They're in this movie called Your Place or Mine, which is like, I guess they play people that fucked years ago and they stayed friends. And so they decide yeah. like to switch apartments. One goes to LA and one goes to New York and they have these experiences and during it realize they still love each other. The press tour, it is, I've never seen two people fake it less. They <laughs> hate each other. Wow. Really? Oh my God. Look it up. It is wild. Like, it's just, can we get a body language expert on this? Reese with a spoon standing in front, arms folded like this, shoulders up, while while Ashton is like on the side. Like, there's clear, there's like a fucking, 
arm's length between them. I watched one because I was fascinated. So I continued to watch interviews. And it was, I think it was an interview with like Rachel Lindsay for Extra. And she was like, now did y'all know each other before this? Had y'all worked together before? And Reese was like, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Wait, well, I'm looking, okay, let me look this up. I, Reese must have produced it. Yeah, uh, that's I mean, so but just, just look at a picture of them standing next sure, to each other. Sure. And it is so clear. It's it's like trending on Twitter because it's so it's so obvious. It's just so funny how much she like either doesn't respect him or doesn't want to be there or hates the movie or something. Okay, so Hello Sunshine, her production company produced. You would think she'd have some approval over her love interest, her co-star. I mean, I don't know. That's well, something must have happened during production then, or Maybe. after. It's such an anachronism, that movie. Like, it looks like it came out in, like, 2010. Like, it's a very yeah. weird, like, Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson-style, like, romantic yes. comedy from the early 2000s. It's a weird throwback that mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, it's very curious. And it feels also like drag-and-drop stars, too. <laughs> it's like Ticket to Paradise, right? It's like, of course, like, we, we hit the ultimate jackpot, and it's like George Clooney and Julia Roberts, yay. Like, and now we have this script. Reese is going to produce it. Who do we get that's, like, famous enough that this is going to make sense? Blah, blah, blah. Let's make it work for 2023. And they pick Ashton Kutcher, and then they put them out there together, and it's like, oh, they hate each other. Like, that's like, <laughs> I'm not watching this. That's too bad, because Aline Brosh McKenna wrote and directed, and we love her for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Love! And Devil Wears Prada, of course. But, oh, yeah. Um, but this is... God, I can't get over the Reese and Ashton sort of dynamic of it all, then, if that's... I'm not talking about the movie at all. We haven't seen the movie. It might be great. Just them doing the press tour, it is very evident. Interesting. Wow. Well... But how much do you fake it anyway? Like, at a certain point, you just get tired of faking it. Like, I'm thinking, like... <laughs> We didn't see you, Margaret, a lot for the press tour of Fire Island because we did it kind of separately. But like, that was like a genuine joy the whole time. But like, what if there was one person that was just like, oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we had so much fun making the movie and I just wanted everybody to see it. So you want everybody to sort of like feel the feeling of joy that we had making it and also getting back together to do the press junket. So it seems weird. Maybe you can be such a big star that all that stuff you're mad that you have to do it you know that you're mm, mad right. that you already made the movie and now you have to go on and do the extra work of the publicizing it but who yeah. knows yeah i guess it is a lot of work i mean you know and maybe they just fucking hate each other <laughs> i want to meet pedro pascal too oh you guys would get along great you know um jonathan vaness he used to be my hairdresser but now he's too famous really uh-huh. but he yeah for years I oh, love wow. him. And then so we were excited when Pedro Pascal first c- came on to um, Game of Thrones. And our nickname for him was Bi Pride because he was really proud to be bi uh-huh. on the show, his character. And so Bi Pride. And then um, Pride. Jonathan was doing the Game of Thrones hair during Comic-Con. Oh, that's right. And he yep. called me going, okay, because I'm doing, I'm doing Bi Pride's hair. And I was like... <laughs> It was so funny because it was like, now Bi Pride was his name. So every time I see him, I'm like, oh, it's Bi Pride. And I really want to call him, when I when I see him, I want to call him Bi Pride and tell him why he's Bi Pride because he's Bi Pride. He would love that. Honestly, for Bi Pride to be the biggest star in Hollywood right now, I think it's he's great. He's so gorgeous. and th- He's uh, really hot. You know, people like that, there's very rare where you feel like they are making love to everybody they meet. Yes, that this is the you phenomenon know? I'm I'm describing. But yes, sorry, keep going. I I mean I've never met him, but the only other people that I have met that have that is David Bowie Ugh. and Chow Yun Fat. Oh, oh my wow. god, of course. 
Of course, yeah. Chow Yun Fat. Wait, when? Like in person? Yeah. We had lunch at the Pan Pacific Hotel on the very top um, in San Francisco in 1998. And um, John Wu wanted to introduce us. Oh, my God. So we, we had this thing and then John left and then it was me and Chow Yun Fat. And I was talking about all of his movies that I had seen, so many of them, you yeah. know, and he was really impressed of my knowledge of even his romantic comedies and uh, things that nobody had seen. These are like melodramas, these Hong Kong melodramas. And uh, he was, it was being in his presence was just like, he was like making love to uh, everybody in the room, but not in a sexual way, in pure cinematic yes. romance way, yeah. in like a Cary Grant or Clark Gable, that feeling, Burt Reynolds, that feeling. Um, he is definitely totally that. that. Yeah. And I mean, David Bowie. Oh my God. Those that's a great little trio right there. Yeah. And like a Italian Fat and a Better Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So good. So beautiful. so beautiful. And and Crouching Tiger. Just Crouching. Gorgeous. I mean, he's like the center of it. Like the stuff with him and Michelle at the end is just so heart-wrenching. But mm-hmm. like another movie I used to watch all the time, which probably isn't good, but it was on all the time. I haven't thought about it in years is his Anna and the King with Jodie Foster. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. There was like a really shocking scene where like Bai Ling gets killed. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert for Anna and the King years ago. But that was like an, a very upsetting <laughs> film. Uh-huh. That was, I guess, like a, another era of Jodie, too, because you don't picture her in that movie. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's mm-hmm. like a romantic, like very feminine lead, Jodie Foster. <laughs> when it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. Bowen Yang, one of my favorite possessions that I own, I'm not kidding, is my Helix mattress. I have the Helix Midnight. I've had it now for like a little bit over four years, and I think about my bed all the time when I'm not in it. It's very hard to get up out of in the morning because the Helix Midnight mattress is perfect for me. Matt Rogers, I have to agree with my sister. I love my Helix Midnight mattress as well. And sometimes I have what the kids are saying Helix mattress rot days. Not just bed rot. Oh my It's gosh. Helix mattress rot. See me up in the bed like 50 lamb girls. Yes. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know? How will you know? 
which Helix mattress works best for you and your body. We'll take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a midnight mattress all those years ago because I wanted something that felt medium feel and because I sleep on my side and back. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. And it's your lucky day. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Las Culturistas and use the code HELIXPARTNER20 H-E-L-I-X-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-2-0 This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Matt, I am well into 2024, as are you. Oh yeah. And I am just so in my geesh of leaving behind these bad mindsets that I was in last year. These bad habits. I was thinking I was being healthy by using oil-based CBD, but I think I've gotten it wrong. Mm, the new year is the perfect time to move on from things that just aren't working in your life. With Next Evo Natural CBD products, oil-based CBD can be one of them. Oil-based CBD doesn't mix well with our water-based bodies, so you absorb as low as 6% of the CBD on the label. Next Evo Naturals developed a clinically tested water-soluble form of CBD, and their gummies and capsules are proven to work faster and absorb four times better than oil-based products. I love the Extra Strength Daily Wellness CBD gummy. Or, you know, if you're into trying the populism of it all, there's an all-time bestseller. They're stress and sleep CBD complex products. Next Evo is the only brand that has conducted human clinical studies to test the value of their products. Leave oil behind and start the year with more effective and fast-acting CBD from Next Evo Naturals. Get 25% off by using code CULTURISTAS at nextevo.com. That's 25% off at nextevo.com with promo code CULTURISTAS. We have to ask Margaret the question because here's the thing. When we did our first episode with you, I think we were so like excited that we literally did not ask you the thesis question, the center of our show, which is Margaret Cho. What was the culture that made you say culture is for me? I think it was uh, in the movie Grease where Olivia Newton-John turns into <laughs> Bad Sandy. black, latexy, leather, sandy, and she throws down the cigarettes. She goes, tell me about it, stud, yes. to um, John Travolta. And then they go in the big, f- weird, like, funhouse thing. Um, and oh, sing, yeah. You're the one that I want. And it's like such a... I, it was then. And I was with my cousins in LA. and I spent the summers with them as a kid and we watched it every at the videotape of Greece we watched it every single day and then at night we would go out and drive around LA and they were a little bit older than me so they had a car and we would listen to um Donna Summer's Bad Girls oh my god mm. so it was you like, wanted to be bad I wanted to be bad and I wanted to smoke cigarettes and I wanted <laughs> to like have like that perm and um to be like a bad whore yeah, like a bad whore, which like Bad <laughs> Girls is such a great record and such oh, a yeah. it's such a the celebration of the sex worker, which mm-hmm, is really mm-hmm. cool. I, I really I love that record. I love disco and I love the disco kind of Grease 50s and 70s collide. Um, yeah. So that to me, I think it was like the culture was, was for me at that time. That was when it popped off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember around what age you were when, when Greece hit? I was probably about 10 or 12. Already wanting to smoke cigarettes? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Stunt yes. that growth, girl. 
just stunted. <laughs> I wanted to smoke cigarettes. I wanted to ride around in cars. Uh, I wanted to um, listen to disco and watch Grease. Yeah, to me, it was a really formative time. And I yes. got to work with Olivia Newton-John later. And mm. she and I became friends. And she would come see my comedy shows in like the improv in uh. LA. And she would run up and just, oh, just for fun. Just for fun. <laughs> just you know, for like, fun. I saw that you're here just for fun, just for fun. And run off. And um, she she told me to quit smoking. It's just, just, just do it today. And then I, I so I quit smoking. And <laughs> she, you know, she just really had a chokehold on all of my, everything I did. Uh, I really loved her. Can't believe she's mm, dead, but, you I know. I know, it's so yeah. shitty. It's so shitty, but she was really iconic and I really loved her short hair. I loved her um, music album for uh, like the video album for physical, which uh-huh. was yeah. like the physical video, which had a lot of gay subtext. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of her videos had a lot of gay subtext, uh, but that that was a really great video album. And she was just she was awesome. The person who made you want to start smoking through a screen mm-hmm. also inspired you to stop smoking in person. That's right. Incredible. And that's the duality. That is the Sandy Bad Sandy <laughs> duality. Right there. Absolutely. Margaret. I mean, it came full circle. So incredible. She's amazing. Wow. Oh, a great answer. Also, like a real smoke show. Like just like mm-hmm. really stunning. Like I I think like a lot gets lost because you're like, oh, it's just Sandy. It's just like a thing that's a part of culture and assume, but like, wow, did she like have it on screen and her voice. Beautiful. was amazing like hopelessly devoted that's a really hard song and mm-hmm. just like the way that her belt just like it just soars through it it's like she has that rasp that like emotional rasp in her belt that i think was just really really special and you can tell how hard that song is when people just think they're going to be able to do it at karaoke no. You know yeah, those so songs hard. that people just they whip out at karaoke they're like oh this one and then like it's a real death spiral to the end of the song <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's one. It's so hard. You're locked in. It's yeah. so hard. Uh, yeah, she's truly like a multifaceted entertainer with the dancing and also singing and acting and just the looks, the looks that she served for her oh, entire yeah. life. She's just incredible. So everything, she's phenomenal. Mm. And her and Travolta, I guess, were like an it couple. Well, she said, um, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> we did hang out but after after Kelly it just got weird you know I couldn't uh, really it just got oh. weird it got oh. weird it so got it's weird like, after it Kelly got, yeah sure did yeah. <laughs> just yeah. got weird sure did oh, Olivia <laughs> I guess so <laughs> it got weird for Kelly period she just didn't feel comfortable reaching out but I love mm. that their collaboration I love a twist of fate the movie and song <laughs> um <laughs> That's a really lost movie, which I think is really good. Wait, are you guys horny for Travolta when he was younger? Totally. Yeah, right? He's beautiful. I think that's another thing is because, and the reason I say that about Olivia, like you don't realize how stunning she was, is maybe because I started watching Grease when I was truly a little, little child and like just thought of them as like the prom king and queen up there on the screen and my sexual like conception of them sexually didn't kick in yet like the other day I, I saw a picture of John Travolta back in the day and I was like oh yeah fuck he's gorgeous welcome back Cotter gorgeous yeah welcome back Cotter he's gorgeous he's really hot in Carrie oh which, really um, you can smell that semen <laughs> <from> yeah. off <laughs> of the screen like I 
You know what I mean? It's that like really like pungent semen. Oh my god, <laughs> pungent semen. You know what I mean? It's that really pungent semen. Yeah, you know what he's giving like. He's actually giving, and this is kind of crazy, but what he's giving in this movie, now that I've Google imaged it, is I eat pussy face. Yeah. It's like a dirty, coming from the b- back of the balls, like it's like a, a prostate load. <laughs> it's a prostate <laughs> load, which I'm sure he's familiar with. Oh. But like, I'm literally, I just zoomed in on one picture. And I imagine like the, his eyes are so beautiful. This is like the yeah. eyes of a man that you, you're having sex with someone and their eyes are so beautiful and it almost takes you out. Like I can't mm-hmm. fuck this person with these eyes. What? For me, it's the lips. It's always been about the lips for mm-hmm. John Travolta. You know, it's like it's mm-hmm. that perfect little shape. It was a pre-filler. No, filler's been around for a while. It just They just look perfectly plump. And like mm-hmm. how that's what Carrie is giving me. There was, I, there's a sexual imprinting moment for me, which is a little bad. Do it. This was like Oprah circa 2004, but he was uh-huh. on Oprah and he must've been in his like, what, late forties, early fifties at this point. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like was working out like crazy. And he just like, at one point, like Oprah, like asks him to lift his shirt up <laughs> <laughs> and he like shows everybody his abs. This was like in a pre-tape segment, like not in front of the audience, but like, oh my God, I literally have the thing right now. Wow. Yeah. He's given like daddy, like not perfect abs, but like a man's body, a man's mm-hmm. body, and I was, which is more and more my thing every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so here you Google image search. No, it? I found it here. I'm actually here. Why don't I? Yeah, no, 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 no. I know I found it too. I found it too. It was that. That was a it's moment. Really that was a working huge for me. moment it, for me. Yeah, and I would fuck John Travolta still. Maybe that would save him. <laughs> if, if you fucked him? Because that's what I'm signing up to do now one breakup later. I'm ready to save people <laughs> through your sexual power. But do you guys remember when he did that aerobic? There was like a movie he did with Jamie Lee Curtis where there's like an aerobic scene. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's called perfect. Yeah. And the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like when he's thrusting yeah. the air doing yeah. aerobics, that man- like, And sweating. Yeah. Mm. It's so great. I love all the looks in that movie. I think it's such a great movie and it's such a perfect time capsule of like aerobics core. Yeah. You know, that kind of look and feeling. It's so John fun. John Travolta, perfect. <laughs> Just Googling the words John Travolta, perfect. Like a 13 year old. <laughs> <laughs> this does confirm for me, at least mm. personally, how religion kills any attraction. Any zealoty person, whether it's Travolta, mm. like Tom Cruise, it like e- mm. and fucking like let's just say like Chris Pratt, like it just mm. kills it for me. I'm like, it, I cannot get hard for you if you like mm-hmm. love your church this much. Oh no, it's weird. It's super weird. This is not like a oh like religion is bad, but it's just like there is an element. There's a degree and magnitude to it that like really rubs me the wrong way sexually. Yeah, totally. I have such a disgust for like. The Hillsong bro, you know, like anybody who's like has a lot of of bracelets and beads Mm -hmm. and like a beanie and like a low V shirt. Yeah, still, it it makes me so, you know, like how that look is so awful. It's so weird and it's so meticulously put together too that it's like so much bad taste colliding. It's like. Remember like The Hills years ago, Justin Bobby? It's like that like old reality star. It's like it, it was like tacky then and yet it's mm-hmm. still this thing that people are like not only into but gathering to be around. But I think that Hillsong guy's like done, right? Or is that more of an aesthetic? 
It's just the aesthetic. But the yeah, aesthetic. that guy's done. That guy's the cooked. aesthetic of like a mega a mega church aesthetic, it makes me so disgusted. <laughs> you know, like a mega church where there's a Starbucks in the church? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's so disgusting. Like anything like that is so horrible. I mean, it's, it's not about the belief to me. It's about the aesthetic, it's which the is aesthetic. just awful. Totally, totally. <laughs> Oh if there's, a, if there's no. a Starbucks, that's a rule of culture. If there's a Starbucks in the church, it's it's, it's awful. It's no, it's awful. It's disgusting. <laughs> that's rule of culture number seventy-eight. If there's, there's a Starbucks, Starbucks in the, the church, church, it's awful. It's, it's disgusting. disgusting. Hey, Lost Culturistas listeners, I'm here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Now it's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, the zen seeker, the artist, or the pasta lover. That's me. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. Everyone, okay? Your niche interests, there's a podcast for it, and there's a little Etsy moment for it. Like, truly, I have been at such a loss when it comes to finding what to get for someone very specific in my life, and then I've gone on to Etsy, and there's so many little specific things you can do. Like, I get coasters with different pop icons on them, and I give them to my friends, and then guess what? Now they have a little drink landing for someone that they stand. Thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Ooh, Matt, I just got my Cozy Earth PJs in the mail, and I am having a really hard time getting out of them. Oh, my God. They feel absolutely delicious on the bod. Cozy Earth, more like Cozy Boys. Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set is temperature-regulating and incredibly soft. Thank you for reminding me about the bamboo sheet set, because I've just been over here in the PJs. I have food all over them because I've been doing everything in my day in them. They provide Luxury bedding essentials that provide peace of mind and endless comfort, as my sister could tell you. We need to get him up out of the bed. It's time to make every night a five-star experience with Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced, temperature-regulating bamboo viscose bedding. And you can make your nights extra cozy with Cozy Earth pajamas. Be like Beau. Cozy Earth's newest star is the Cuddle Blanket. It's perfect for sharing and softer than anything you've ever felt. Cozy Earth products are crafted from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo, ensuring you rest easy in more ways than one. They stand by the durability of its products with a remarkable 10-year warranty, promising a decade of restful sleep. Wow. Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today, up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code CULTUREISTAS. Again, that's code CULTUREISTAS for up to 40% off site-wide. Making progress with your money starts today. With the right checking account, this year can feel easier. And I know that everyone gets really, you know, anxious about the whole tax thing. But look, the new year is a really great time to get your finances back in order. It's a fresh start. Your returns are coming soon. You're going to start recovering from the holiday spending, all that. Just stay with me here. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-free overdraft of up to $200 for eligible members. Like we mentioned before, you can get paid up to two days early. That means with a qualifying direct deposit, you can get 
access to your money sooner. You can overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. So ditch the monthly fees. That's right, Chime has no monthly minimum balance or overdraft fees. Sign up for Chime today. Joining takes just minutes. Get started at chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash Culturistas. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Out of network ATM withdrawal and over the counter advance fees may apply. Call 1 844 244 6363 for details. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Okay, this is going to sound broad, Margaret. You are my favorite person to say words. Yes. Just the way that you use words as weapons to quote Ava Max. <laughs> that's, I think, what I loved so much about your stand-up albums when I first found you when I was like, I don't know, I've told you this in like little gay ways, but like I was like 13 in my room and like I would listen to your stand-up albums on Rhapsody and like Aww. I would put my headphones in and like I felt like you were telling me what my sense of humor was from like, Aww. even though I didn't know. But the way with words that you have, like the way that you can throw a word out there and it hits in the gut, I'll just never forget. Like, of course, indelibly in all of your stand-up, but we were <laughs> we were shooting Fire Island <laughs> and we've said this on the pod, but I had just done that line about like, does anyone want to trade a, a Crest white strip for a prep pill? And it started a conversation about prep. And I had mentioned like at one point, like, oh yeah, sometimes I skip a day. And Bone was like, oh yeah, you can skip days. Like it, we were talking about it. <laughs> and, and then Margaret just goes, I don't skip! skip! <laughs> <laughs> and I, was like, I know, really right. don't. It's not worth it. Don't <laughs> no. skip. Girl. You're right. You're right, Margaret. We're sorry. Don't play Russian roulette with that. I know. I know. <laughs> with that hole? No, girl. No. <laughs> Don't play Russian with roulette. That, with that hole? <laughs> it is all about Margaret with you. And I'm sure other people have pointed this out. It's like timing, obviously, but spacing. Like, like mm. particularly the spacing of the words. It is like, fuck me in the ass. Bar and grill. <laughs> bar and like, grill. It's, it's like the pause and then the way even bar and grill is like, kind of hits the ear. It really wow. is just like a big part of your art. Oh. And then Matt and I, at one point when we were first becoming friends, we were watching a, some Grey's Anatomy scene and like quoting it back and just like <laughs> having like a ball, just like saying the words at the exact right times and syncing with it. And then Matt turns to me and goes, this is why you and I are friends. It's because we like <laughs> appreciate the, the cadence, cadence and like the register and like, all of that stuff where, you know, I'm getting a little annoying here, but like that is the thing that people can like build a sensibility around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I actually pitched a show with you guys because I was doing this yes, thing called yes. history of the game show. And I was like, you know, you need to actually talk to Bowen and Matt and do, let's do history of VH1 reality huh? shows that became game shows like <laughs> I Love New York and everything after that, like uh -huh. Charm School, Rock of Love, like everything I love money, yeah. after, like, I, yeah, I Love Money, um, <laughs> oh the Flavor God. of Love mostly, uh, and mostly focusing on Tiffany Pollard and have <gasps> them just do full-on recreation. And I'm like, you know, they know all of the monologues of Tiffany Pollard from like 2008 to 2012 <laughs> so you really need to just 
do uh, like a recreation uh, show or like have them just talk because we it was a history of game shows from like the 50s but I was trying to steer them specifically the, uh, from 2008 to 2012 yeah. <laughs> just this period and only VH1 yes yes it'd be Tomas and Tori and it would be all of them no I remember what it was it was like I think we were really obsessed particularly obsessed at that time with Monique saying at, from Charm School like see when you do clownery the mm-hmm. clown comes back to bite. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that... That's my production company's name is Clownery. Clownery! Yes. <laughs> I, and we, you know, we bonded Clownery. on that. But then it was like breaking down that statement. Like, that's not a that's not an old English <laughs> adage. Like, that's not from like the farmer's almanac. The way that she says it, it's like something like, this is a lesson that's been handed down. <laughs> you know, See, like it's a very... <laughs> When you, when you do clownery, it, Clown it either, but she has such gravity when she yes. speaks. Oh, the delivery you know, is that, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The delivery. Oscar and winner. Then Oscar winner for somebody of her caliber to do a show <laughs> like Charm School, which also is incredible. I'm not incredible. trying to oh, minimize Charm School and how many things we, the prequels to Charm School, how, how, <laughs> how far we had to go to yeah. get to Charm School and all those contestants. Like, the peaches. CSU Charm School universe. <laughs> It was so hard to get there through all the other shows. Yeah. But um, really, like, the gravity that Monique brings to it, and then she says, when you do clownery. The clown comes back it to sounds, It sounds biblical. For me, the image of a clown returning teeth first, teeth forward <laughs> to bite you is the, the thing that kills me every because time. Because clowns don't bite. <laughs> don't bite. Except maybe Pennywise. That's, that's something to start with at the outset. So we're, we're dealing with the fact that, see, when you do clownery, which could mean anything, the clown comes back to bite. Which is like when so so basically what we're saying is when you engage in, an, in a suspicious activity or a shady activity, said sh- said other participants in shady activity will come back to attack you. Margaret, it's it's an insane way to say karma's a bitch. But yeah. so many other nouns are thrown into the sentence. It's like locational. It is it is really a But the clown never bit you in the first place. No. So why would it return to bite? It and back. they don't bite. She's specifically like kind of referencing, I guess, Pennywise. <laughs> Pennywise. Well, she's implying that when you do clownery, you like release a clown. <laughs> See, when you do clownery, the clown gets out. And, and, and you better believe the clown will return when you least expect it to bite you with its teeth. Oh, my God. Yes. And then oh what? God. Well, you guys know, I think we've talked about this before. The reason those shows ended on VH1, like there was truly mm-hmm. this like beautiful era. The reason the show ended, Matt, do you know? Do you remember? Okay, maybe it's different, but isolated, I think that someone took their own life, right? Afterwards, it was that someone, uh, a finalist on Megan Wants a Millionaire. Megan yes. was sort of like the spinoff Bachelorette from Rock of Love. Uh-huh. She was sort of like the star from Rock of Love. She um, <laughs> she had her own show, and then on Megan Wants a Millionaire, one of the final suitors was charged for murder. Oh, charged for murder! Yes. What? So he he murdered someone, and so then <sighs> like th- they had to immediately cancel the show. No more shows from those producers ever again on VH1. Well, they clearly didn't vet the contestants. No, totally, totally. <laughs> they were all very. Why would well. they? Why would they? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that was part of what made it so great. Totally. I mean, that yeah. was part of the charm, I guess. 
you know, people weren't thinking about the mental wellness of anybody. It was just kind of this thing. But also we had less of a uh, bullying culture mm-hmm. of social yes. media yes. than we do now. Yeah. So it made it some somewhat a little bit more possible to do stuff like that. I think I'm not sure, but I do miss that era of television. Yeah. Where it felt like if they were getting picked on, it probably was happening on a few message boards or maybe like in their own lives, like by people in there, but who also watch the show. Now it's like in a culture of social media that I would imagine that those people would go even more nuts. Because yeah. even on even on like the really like quote unquote regulated reality shows of now, you know, like on even on like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you still mm-hmm. have like Lisa Rinna taking to Instagram and acting so crazy. And you can mm-hmm. tell it's just because the social media aspect is there as another arena to act crazy in. Mm-hmm. And it's hurting reality shows, I think, because so much of the stuff that ends up happening between these people on reality shows is happening online. So yeah. that the conflict yeah. and drama is not happening on the shows, which I think has made all of it worse. Yeah, it's it's like a social media becomes another character yeah. that's playing sort of a silent partner of all of it, but that's very vocal as well. So yeah. But I just remember my way into this whole universe was going to school. I mean, I did not grow up with cable. So go. it was me going into school. There was just a day when everyone decided to tell me who New York was. Mm-hmm. Where everyone was like, you need to watch this show, Flavor yeah. of Love. This girl from season one came back. It's season two now. This girl from season one came back and she is terrorizing these poor girls. Yeah. I was like, her name is New York? What is, wait, what do you mean? They're like, oh, Flava Flav gives these girls nicknames. Hers is New York. And she, you know, tries to beat up this girl who spits in her face. Like all of this. I'm like, oh my God. And it, I was hooked. I went on business trips to Gillette, Wyoming with my dad just so I could stay in the hotel while he was at work so that I could watch <laughs> marathons on VH1. And I was they didn't have cable. totally up to speed because mm-hmm. we didn't have cable at home. <laughs> I fell hard for this. It's so amazing. I mean, I think that I had similar experiences with like early Jersey Shore, like when they um, uh-huh. took Angelina's sanitary napkin that was used and put it in the corner. Do you remember that? Like, it's just like weird stuff. They like would that. bully the shit out of that. Girl. She Angelina was, was, she was annoying, but whoa. I know. Imagine really she got with yeah. all those people just like nailing you every day Poor and then thing. she went back years later i think she's like still on the show like yeah. whatever iteration jersey shore is in now like i think she's still on it it's so funny i i don't know those ones that the in particular with tiffany pollard really stand out to me as something like we've seen so much from her yeah. i love it would we agree that probably the biggest reality stars of that time i guess like from that sect was like tiffany pollard and then from the mainstream sect was amorosa yeah. yeah, probably. I like Tanisha. Tanisha. Tanisha from Bad Girls Club. She oh. there's a meme where she's got the pots <laughs> and pans and like banging them. Uh-huh. Um Tanisha's pretty good. You know who was crazy on her show and no one really talks about it but was fully a chaos monster on Love and Hip Hop was Cardi B. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cardi B was tossing hands like charging people really getting into it on love and hip hop and then now she's like you know obviously one of the world's biggest stars she's coming out in like Mugler left and right but this is someone who was throwing her body with no concern for the safety of herself or others around a soundstage mm-hmm. to get her point across that yeah. like she was 
to be reckoned with. And it was like really crazy. I don't know if either of you have like ever like watched a YouTube compilation of like Cardi B craziest moments. It's really not how you know how I spend my time. Her at the reunions and like what was the reason? Like that. What was the reason? Reason! (laughs) So great. I like Mariah Lynn. Mm, love and hip hop. That show creates stars. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. You need to go on the second season of Traders. Oh, <gasps> what? What? You need to do that, what, we, Margaret. You need to watch Traders on Peacock as soon uh-huh. as you can. You'll love it. You'll love it. It's basically like you know, mafia meets the mole. Um, but it's all there's this like Scottish castle aesthetic to it. Alan, Alan Cumming, Cumming is, is the, the host. host. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's excellent. It's truly excellent. The way they did the first season was there was like. 10 like people that we knew in the culture like Ryan Lochte was there like Brandy Glanville like who uh, Suri Fields from Survivor and then there was 10 like regular people and they all like go sit around a large table and Alan Cumming taps three of them on the shoulder and they are the traitors and basically the whole thing is like the whole everyone in in the house has to figure out who the traitors are and every night the traitors decide to kill someone off so like like until it whittles down to like however many people are there and either the traitors win or the real people win it's it, it's literally mafia but it's like a, a literalized like physicalized version of it on peacock it was really good yeah that sounds great all right are you going on tour this summer or before yeah i'm on tour i'm starting actually in two weeks in vancouver and then i'm just gonna go everywhere so i'm around perfect all all over the place how long is your tour this time i think it'll go probably until at least november or something like that Uh, oh you're Um, gonna be out there yeah so but back and forth i'm coming back and forth but yeah, I'm thrilled. Like, you know, it's like finally able to really do bigger shows. And, you know, since the pandemic has been yeah. so weird with comedy, but now it feels like we can actually like go to shows and do shows. Yeah. So this is going to be good. Yeah. I was just out there all December and it was, it felt normal again. Oh. And, yeah. And, and that was December too. So like by the end of the month, like when I think a little bit more people were being a little bit more conservative about going out, like as January mm-hmm. approached, it was feeling like it did. Yeah. It's good. For the first time. Yeah. The fact that it took this long, because I mean, for you, you were shooting the movie with us like that first summer where things were slowly starting to open up again. Yeah. But you were working on the movie the whole time. And then I imagine you were like probably working on material for the show itself. Yeah. And then also just like doing other things like in between. But I definitely had been touring a lot less over the because I, I didn't want to book shows and have them canceled yeah, kind so, of like with the right, with right. Omicron remember we were like kind of yep. canceling again so it was, it's been hard but now it seems like okay it's great to finally be able to embrace it fully and go yeah. out there well you'll see us there for sure yes uh, you've got to come it's going to be fun 100% yes, ah, I love seeing your billboard It's it was right across from Kylie Jenner's billboard <laughs> on Santa Monica I made it it I was mean, so exciting. Uh, it was it was exciting. It was it was it was, it was so great to have exciting. the show out and then to be able to tour it like in in real time. And one of my favorite moments was I think I was in Portland and mm-hmm. they had my poster up next to your poster. Oh, and I was like, oh. I love and then it. We, we both were up there. It said Margaret Cho, Matt Rogers, and I was like, Yay. oh man, that like not to be like a total little faggot but if i could go back to myself at 13 and be like that that was gonna happen i just would have i would have absolutely died so that was so beautiful thank you so cool oh well um okay so 
Lucia is fussing, so let's let's Lucia get, let's get going. Lucia is fussing, so it might be time for. Oh my god, look how cute <laughs> she is! So it's unbelievable. Little baby, has she been good? Baby. Talk She's about been her really life. Good. She's been really good. She got a new bag. So uh, uh. she's been like fierce in her new bag, which is a little <laughs> bit bigger and has rooms, room like room, not rooms, it's roomy enough for, <laughs> rooms to, for her to put her leash inside and everything. And so she's really happy. And yeah, we're probably going to go a walk later. <laughs> she's doing great. How long does she walk? <laughs> we do two walks a day, probably about 45 minutes or to an hour each. Okay. That's so it's also long. my workout. Oh yeah, it's my workout okay, okay. too. So we wouldn't walk fast. I let her lead. Yeah. Um, because I do dog led walks because it's uh, not my walk; it's her walk. So I exactly. let her sniff around, and so it can get slow. But she's a very good companion to do that with. Oh my god, she's the best. The best. She really was like an energy boost. I remember, especially when we were. Oh you remember, Bo? We were uh, yeah. in that hotel for the last two weeks, and Lucia would just sort of uh, run the house. Yeah. Or just a base camp, you know, at the trailers. Just anyway, we would all love her. It's so cute. And then you guys were doing so many really good Nicki Minaj recreations. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, you know what I wanted to tell you? I when you went on Kelly Clarkson. And you yes. said that <gasps> oh, there's that a person so named nice. Matt Rogers that exists that, that, I, that I did the movie with and he's obsessed with you. I ended up going on her show. Yes, yes, I did yes. go on the show, so I did get to yes. meet her. But I remember yes. watching that. I, I didn't know that you had said that. So I was watching it, I think, on Instagram. It, you literally just popped up and it was you saying it. And I literally was like, I can't believe this is happening. I, I'm so <laughs> like, thank you for even saying that. I shed that. a tear because I was like, oh, my God, it's one of Matt's heroes telling another one of Matt's heroes. It was amazing. About him. It was really, really great. Oh, I'm so glad. And it was such she's so nice. She, she, she so really nice. is like, I mean, we've, I think we've all met her at this point. Like she really yeah. is like exactly as advertised, but curse is like a fucking sailor behind the scenes. <laughs> did she, um, did she give you a vinyl? Did she give you a record? Yes. Yes. And lots of potato chips. A lot of potato <laughs> chips. Do you remember what she gave you? She gave me, um, Whitney Houston. Oh, oh that's good. Great. Was it Bodyguard? Or older No, album. I think it was like probably Greatest Hits. Yeah, that's a good choice. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I got Jolene Dolly Parton. Oh, that's great. Loved. I got Bruce Springsteen Greatest Hits, which I don't <laughs> think she like tailored to me necessarily. I love Bruce Springsteen though. I mean, no, no disrespect <laughs> to the boss. Exactly. Okay, who's planning a trip to Provincetown this year? Me, me, me. And if you've been before or it's your first time, you deserve to enjoy life on the wild side. If you take pride in where you travel, then you're ready for a P-Town adventure. I love that Provincetown is so welcoming to everyone and embraces diversity. Oh my God, there's so much to do. Art galleries, local shopping, beaches, bike trails, nightlife, whale watching, dune tours. And that's why I love Provincetown. It's queer, it's quirky, you can be yourself, and it's always a good time. If you've never been to P-Town, you have to plan a trip. And every time you visit, your experiences will never be the same. One of my favorite things is you can strut your stuff with your squad, solo or hand-in-hand with your, let's say, trick. For many of us, the definition of paradise is summertime in Provincetown. It's all about freedom, sunshine, and a chance to be ourselves. From Boston, hop on a fast ferry for 90 minutes. The ferries run from mid-May through mid-October. For more info, go to ptowntourism.com, the official guide to Provincetown. That's ptowntourism.com. Provincetown, we're gonna see you there. 
Hey, I'm Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And I'm Bowen Yang. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so we are at that point in the episode where it is I Don't Think So Honey time. But I forgot. What is I Don't Think So Honey? I Don't Think So Honey is a one minute segment in which we rail against something in the culture using the mm-hmm. words I Don't Think So Honey. Does that jog your memory? Yeah, I know I remember. And I actually remember that I have something for it. Okay, great. This is Matt Rogers's I Don't Think So, Honey. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Say it with me. Robin Dixon. Yes, you have flopped yet again on the show, The Real Housewives of Potomac, by withholding the fact that you... Your marriage to Juan Dixon, which congrats to you, you finally got the ring on it, but... You have kept from everyone watching the show that Juan was in the DMs with some girl and then he got her hotel room when she came to Baltimore. Now, look, 30 seconds. you can lie in your own face, but don't lie to our face. This is insane. And the fact that you'd be on Wendy about her marriage, like participating in any way ab- about Karen's marriage, and you're going to withhold crucial information about your own marriage and then reveal it behind a paywall? Mama, Bravo pays your checks. If you're going to sign up there and be one of the real housewives of Potomac, say your real life, and then you're demanding and getting on the rest of these women, what about you, Robin Dixon? I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Could you believe? I couldn't believe. Margaret, this is one of the real housewives of Potomac. Mm-hmm. She is... She, we, we've disliked her for a long time, and this is sort mm. of karmically... The clown came yes. back to bite, let's just the cl- say. The, the clown did come back to bite. The clown came back to bite because <laughs> she was doing clownery. She was bringing rumors from off the show about other people's husbands, you know, kind of conspiring mm. with another one, always sort of getting into it because a thing mm. on this particular reality show is they always attack each other's husbands and relationships. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what that is, but that's their kind of method of madness. And then it comes out that her husband, who's cheated on, their, on her in the past, is now sort of in the DMs with someone else. And she wasn't honest about it. And bra- Bravo, she was on um, Andy Cohen, Watch What Happens Live the other night. And Andy Cohen was like, so you're on a reality show about your life. And then behind a paywall on your podcast, you reveal this part of it while also getting up 
in everyone else's business? Do you think there's a double standard? And they finally held her feet to the fire mm. and it felt good to watch. Mm. So, Margaret, Matt has this great schema around the houses <laughs> where every city, every franchise is about a specific theme. So mm-hmm. for New York, it's alcoholism. For Beverly Hills, it's the cracks in the China. For Salt Lake City, it's religion. And I think for Potomac, it's husbands. Yeah. It's like infidelity, maybe. And for Miami, it's, are you ready for this, Matt? Divorce. Yeah. It's about how all of these women deal with divorce. Because this whole Lisa thing is like really crystallizing all the things about Alexia. Like all these women have experience with divorce and they're coming in to support her because they're like, we've been through this, which I think is what, which is like heartwarming and touching. But I think ultimately the show is about divorce as a process, as opposed to Potomac, which is about infidelity or mm-hmm. about husbands, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's it's just a very, I guess, insecure group of, there, it's like this cast of women, half of them are very insecure about their romantic lives and the fact that like they can't seem to keep their shit together. But the focus is always on the other happily yes, yes. married group's husbands yes. because you, you kind of get the sense that it's just like, it's this area of their life that they can't sit with. So they're constantly picking and spreading these like really like ridiculous, like baseless rumors about the happily married people. Meanwhile, it just comes out more and more like how conspiratorial and how, how like, you know, duplicitous they are and like yeah. what's going on in their own lives is like not as happy as what what's going on on the other side. And I never thought I'd say this, but if Robin does get fired, I do want Giselle to stick around for one more season just so I can watch her squirm and be like without one huge lackey or ally. I mean, I, I don't think that Robin survives proof that she was not showing her life on the show. Like, I just don't think like that's what you sign up for. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, riveting stuff. I'm surprised you don't get into housewives, Margaret. I know it's one of those things where it's just somehow it's, it just didn't open up to me mm-hmm. like for, for whatever reason. And now I feel like it's so far gone that I can't catch up because there's yeah. so many different kind of universes of it. But I have to do the Brittany Frankel podcast and I have to go over an episode with her. So maybe that'll help me get more. You should call her Brittany Frankel to her face. You should call Bethany that- Frankel Brittany Frankel. Oh, I thought it was Brittany Frankel. I don't even know who she is. No, no, no. It's actually very humbling. She deserves. She, Margaret, we're not even kidding. Only if you're comfortable with it. Truly disarm her by calling her Brittany Frankel. Yeah. Brittany. Brittany. Brittany, Hi, Brittany, it's so great to be here. Oh my God, she, Hi, would, she would erupt. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, Robin Dixon continues to uh, clown. Cl- do clownery and the clowns clownery. come back to bite. So Bowen Yang, do you have an I don't think so, honey? <clears throat> I do. It's pretty specific. Yeah. Okay. And we love specificity. Okay. And this is Bowen Yang's I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Misusing Geneva conventions like throwing it into conversation like oh what that person <laughs> did violated the geneva conventions because they didn't like tip their waiter or something no you don't people misuse geneva conventions either as like the thing that's being talked about or they think oh the geneva convention which isn't really a thing it's usually in reference to the agreement meeting in 1949 after world war ii but people misuse geneva seconds. conventions all the time in like casual gossipy bitchy ways it's about <laughs> war prisoners it's about civilian rights during times of war it is not about you you know being cut in line it is not about like your friend <laughs> being 45 minutes late to a, a, a thing it is please stop misusing the geneva conventions and <laughs> 
casually <laughs> using it in conversation when you have no, clearly you have no idea what it is and what it implies. Google's free. Look it up. And that's a minute. I, I don't know what it is. I just told you what it is. I, you did. But I know there's more to know. And so I know that I'm not yet safe but that's to use it in casual conversation. <laughs> you don't need to know everything. You just need to know the basics. And and you will not make this mistake that I see people making all the time. Like, in, in like, comedy. And, like, it's like a reference that, like, gets the laugh, I guess. But I'm always like, but no, like, these people are laughing not knowing what the Geneva Conventions are. I think it's the word Geneva. Can it be literally anything else? Can it be, like... It'd be like, oh, that violated my Miranda rights. No, it didn't. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> that violated the New York Magazine rules of etiquette. <laughs> that's good. That's something. It's closer to the idea that's being expressed. Anyway. By the way, that rules of etiquette was wild. I don't know if you've jumped in there. But I have. I read all of them. I like them. You like them? Yeah. I like most of them. There, there, there are some where I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. What? Always wink. Always wink. That was a troll. That was a troll. That was just a cheeky thing to put in there. But I think it is. It is viable. Like you don't, you can ghost after a first date. Trust me. I am all about a ghost after the first date. After a second date, I do think it's weird. Like we could literally go through them, but there were some of them that were like, if you are at dinner with a famous person, don't sit them on the end. I know. I'm I'm like, like, what? Who's writing this? Who's writing this? (laughs) Who do you think is reading this? And also like (laughs) Amy Sedaris had a great block, but then there was some other person. I, I don't know who the fuck this person was, but hers were like, don't have your assistant send your birthday invites. I'm like, who are you talking? Who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. Also, the one that was like, never ask about work. Huh? Well, Wait, is it weird to be like, so how's work? Is that weird? No. No. It's like one of the things you talk about. But I think it's okay to ask about rent. I like that because I want to ask people about money all the time. Yeah. So I mean, that's me good. too. Yeah. I say, that's one thing I'm into burning down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. This is Margaret Cho's I Don't Think So, Honey. Margaret. Yeah. And her time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Uh, Stop commenting on Madonna's appearance. You know, she looks great. And it doesn't matter what surgery she decided to get or not get. It is none of our business. You know, women are able to age in any way they want to. She has done so much for the planet and especially for the gay community. We would Mm -hmm. not have gay rights as we do without Madonna. Madonna has reared us, raised us as a community. She has formed our art, music, fashion, everything. She's formed so much of our world and we have to have respect for her. If part of her art now is changing her appearance to please herself, that's her business. I think she looks great. I think she's always looked great. And I want, you know, don't talk about that. It looks bad. I, I love Madonna and I don't think so, honey. Yes. That's one minute. <laughs> Agreed. Thank I agree. you. The, uh, comments on her appearance are, uh, I get people's comments on her behavior because sometimes it is odd. That's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. And, and, and she literally, she also like, she's always wanted you to comment on her behavior. Yes. She She is provocative. That's part of her thing. It has crossed over now. And I think maybe even a little bit by her design to be like another talking point is this, but it does get ugly because because our society does not know, is not capable of talking about this with care. Well, she, the other thing about her is that she invented past tense and also is currently inventing the way in which a female pop star Mm -hmm. exists in the world, how her career progresses. Like the stages of her career are like beat for beat being projected onto like every other girl doing it now. 
I, I think it is fair to say that like Gaga like pulled a lot from Madonna. It is fair to say that every single pop girl is like uh, working from the the blueprint that Madonna has set. All of them. She's still drawing out the blueprint though. It, like when these girls are in their 60s, like this is what they'll be doing. It will resemble something like this. Mm-hmm. And so it's fine that she like is looking the way she looks or is talking the way she talks for the most part because it's like this has not been done before. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. And I love just that she's able to live her own 60. Like this is like mm-hmm. 60 for her. And that to me is really exciting. Yeah. You know, we don't have to give up anything when we age. We can actually just enhance and explore and be a part of this wonderful, like she's a play in a place where she can spend money on these things that I think give her the appearance that she wants. And I think she looks great. Have you met her? I haven't, which is weird. Yeah, that is yeah, weird. That is, I, I would assume. I've never had the honor. So, uh, but yeah, for whatever reason, it never worked out. She hasn't had mm. the honor either. Well, she she do threw a boom she she do threw a boom boom room party. She does <laughs> throw like a pride party every year. So we just got to get those uh, streams to cross. Yes, you should come to New York for Pride this year. I would love to. That would be fun. And then we can all hang out. There was all those rumors about us getting a pride float last year for Fire Island. Uh, there then- was. Maybe for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, for we the should sequel. make a sequel, though. I mean, I really think that we're go- we need to, right? We what's should- your idea? What's your pitch? Do you have it? What, what what's cooking in your brain? Because we know these ideas are percolating. You're pitching in meetings. Us doing a reality show, game show. Like, what's going on? What's what's I know the, the the real and, and also the Yang over and Roger that <laughs> in my podcast, my fake podcast yes, network, yes, yes, the yes. Fire Island Podcast Network. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think it's it's where Howie and Charlie get married. Yes. And we all go to the wedding, but it's in Provincetown. That seems like the right thing. Yeah, that's been what's percolating, I feel. Yeah. And when you watched the movie back, what did you feel? We haven't seen you since. Like, I know. What was it like watching it? It was so exciting. It was so <laughs> yeah. exciting. It's beautiful. I mean, it it, it's great. just beautiful. I saw it a few times and I, I showed it to friends and I just, um, I real it's just such a beautiful film. Like it's shot in such a sweeping, beautiful camera. Everybody looks so great. You know, I just also remember all the moments in between the scenes as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, from from off camera. But uh just watching it was another level of like excitement and fun and, you know, just appreciation for all of your work and Andrew's vision. Mm. Well, you're you're such a standout in it. I mean, your scene with Joel. So fun. All, I mean, all your scenes are excellent, fantastic, Margaret. You like we were watching it. We got to see it on the like big screen a bunch because of the premieres we we're doing. You always got such a huge response, and it's also like what you're saying is also like a really special thing about it. Like I, I do remember, like you know that scene where you're telling us that you're going to lose the house. Like I just remember that day, like us yeah. going, leaving the table, and then resetting, and then leaving and resetting, and trying different things. And yeah, it's like it was such a special experience because there was also like bonding going on between us in this thing that ended up being really good that I think we mm-hmm. all thought was really good. And then to watch it, it's like yeah, your shoulders drop a little bit and you breathe easier because you're like okay this thing we thought was special actually really ended up being mm-hmm. special mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh well we absolutely adore this individual oh i love you honestly like we love you so much and so the tour starts when in vancouver it starts uh, february 18th in vancouver and goes all over for the next year and our tickets on sale yes at margaretcho.com and Margaret everywhere show.com and everywhere else 
Oh my God, Bo. The touring girls this summer are Taylor Swift, Madonna, Beyonce, Margaret Cho. Yes. <laughs> and Lucia. And you better catch all the four horse whores of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> horse hags. <laughs> The nags. The nags. Uh, Oh, man. And Lucia, it was great to have you. It's so good to see you, Lucia. Oh, Oh, my God. We end every episode with a song. (laughs) With a song, Bo. What's the song? I got chills. The multiplying. And I lose in control. I did a dance routine to that one time and my parents and their friends all looked at me after because we were they were the judges and they said it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles starting March 13th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.